welcome. We had the amazing opportunity to speak with Emmeline over Zoom video. Emmeline, born and raised in Rhode Island, and she always knew she was going to be an artist. From a very early age, she started singing and writing songs. I guess she started writing songs at seven years old, and she still uses or has used some of the melodies she wrote way back then and some of the new songs she's been releasing, which is really cool. When she graduated from high school, she moved to Los Angeles at 18 years old. She talked about how and what took her to L.A., living in a house with 30 different people and that experience, to having one of her songs go viral on TikTok, getting over 200,000 followers overnight, and then following up the success of that first song, Flowers and Sex, with another viral video for the song, This Is How I Learned to Say No. You can watch our interview with Emmeline on our Facebook page and YouTube channel at Bringing It Backwards. It'd be rad if you subscribe to our channel, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Bringing Back Pod. We'd appreciate your support if you follow and subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. We're Bringing It Backwards with Emmeline. This podcast is about you, your journey in music, and how you got to where you are now. Amazing. I also... Love that we're both wearing orange shirts. Right. I'm not sure if they'll be able to see me, but now they know. <laughs> they know it's you. Well, <laughs> I appreciate it. So, um, well, first off, tell me, are you in L.A. now? Yeah, I'm in West Hollywood. Okay, right on. But originally from Rhode Island. Mm-hmm. Talk to me about that. I'm from Providence. Um, I love Rhode Island. Um, very, very different energy than L.A., but... Um, yeah, definitely influenced my my sound, and I had a band there growing up. Um, yeah, I love my hometown. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, talk to me about how you got into music. I started writing songs when I was seven years old, um, and I just like it was very innate. Like I just you know it just made sense for me to write music at um, seven though at seven yeah. years old. Wow. Yeah. And they're actually good songs. Like I still like know the melodies in my really? head. Yeah. I mean, they're actually really, they're like, I pretty much exclusively listened to like the Beatles um, and Taylor Swift. <laughs> and um, I was also really into Nora Jones and um, Alanis Morissette. So th those okay. were like the, my four, you know, Solid uh, inspirations. Yeah. Amazing pop artists. And sure. that's like, I'm, I, you know, my goal is just to be like the best pop writer that I can be. Um, but yeah, those are, those were my uh, inspirations. Have but, you ever uh, taken uh, any of the melodies from your seven songs you wrote when you're seven and implemented them in what you're doing now? I have. <laughs> I have awesome. actually. I'm like, no one will know, but I will. <laughs> so. That's so cool. <laughs> so at seven, you started writing songs, but uh, what was the first instrument you learned? Guitar. Guitar. Um, yeah, I saw Cheryl Crow and I was like, she is so cool and I want to be her. And so I'm, my mom bought me a guitar. My grandpa had some like old Spanish guitars, which I originally picked up and I was like, yeah, I want one of these. Um, but yeah, I started taking lessons when I was like eight and um continued that till I was like 14 and then just kept playing. It's, it's definitely like, I like being able to play piano and just as a different writing tool. Usually I 
am drawn to different chords on different instruments. So it's nice to kind of start songs on different things to see what uh, vibes can come out um, writing wise. Yeah. So when oh, you play piano, you play piano now? More as a writing tool. Okay. Um, yeah, I love perform. I love performing with guitar okay. mostly. And then you pick that up at eight. So how are you writing songs at seven? Just melodies and coming up with like little lyrics? Oh yeah. So I, I mean, I grew up doing professional theater and I remember the theater that I would perform at, they made us get these little mini recorders and we would record and they would want us to like practice our singing on the recorders, I guess. But I just started using it essentially as a vo like a voice memo. Um, wow. And like a recording, I, yeah. like a recording device, not like a recorder. Like a literal, like there was batteries <laughs> in it and like buttons. And wow. yeah, so I would like, you know, I had a notebook. I, I would write everything out in my notebook um, and I would kind of, you know, I don't know how before I had that recorder, I was just, I was just like, we have to make, I have to make this song as, as catchy as possible so that I can remember it. And if I don't remember it in the morning, it was a bad song. So I'd like challenge myself. Um, and that's actually what the Beatles used to do because they would just be like, it, it has to be really fucking catchy. Otherwise um, it's bad. Right. Wow. You, it's amazing that you are picking that up at such an early age, young age, yeah. seven to be like, okay, if I wake up in the morning, I can't remember this, the song. Yeah. Strong. I would like challenge myself. I was such a serious kid. Like I was like, if this song, like, if I don't remember it, like, fuck, I gotta get, I gotta get better. Like I was so hard on myself. I still am for sure. But, um, you know, I think that's like why I, I just having that like competitive nature, I think is like why I got good at it. But, um, yeah, I, I would like perform these songs for my, my parents' friends and, um, they would be like, wow, that's so cute. Like you're adorable. And I would be like, it's not cute, bitch. This is my career. Like <laughs> I'm going to be a major pop artist someday and you're calling me cute. Like <laughs> that's so cool. Like, so you already had this ambition to be a musician. Like, yeah, I've like never career. thought about it differently than like, like all this stuff is happening now, but yeah. my vision for it has been this forever. Like since I was a baby interesting like i never was like i will like i i planned on you know not ditching college you know like i planned on all of this since <laughs> i was a child <laughs> <laughs> you knew right away i'm not going to school i'm no. just gonna be a musician and i'm gonna figure it out as i go along yeah yeah i was like if i'm this intense about it there's no way it's not gonna work so there my parents go. like have no choice <laughs> I like that. I've heard before that if you have a plan B or if, if you have a backup plan, you will fall on it. I love that. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So it's almost that, like you already have that. Like, yeah. It's like, horrifying. well, if I have something to back up, I, you know, fall back on, then I'm obviously I'm, it's like a safety net. So if you pull the safety yeah. net, it's like you have no other means of doing anything except for trying to figure yeah, it out. It's almost like you don't want to fuck the manifestations. Like, Sure. That's always, I was like doubting. This is something I actually was talking about the other day. I was writing about this the other day where it's kind of like you can't talk about being scared or doubting yourself until you've made it like until you've had any sense of success, because then you're just like afraid, which is unfair. But I always like, oh, like, I don't want to like throw off the way that I'm thinking about things. But obviously, like 
it's it's a really it's an industry that's almost impossible to make it in so obviously like I considered plan B's and what if this doesn't work and I was having kind of like a crisis moment right before my song blew up I was like what if what if like this just doesn't happen like you know and like I believed this for so long like what if it just doesn't but I really do think for people who are talented and believe in themselves enough and work really hard like there's nothing like it's just a matter of time for some people some people just quit too soon mm-hmm. no for sure yeah I feel like you're always like this close to, to success I mean not always but a lot yeah. of people get that close and then they just give up because it's like this is too hard I, I've been doing this for three years now or five years now and I'm not yeah. seeing it but think of a lot of I mean there's a handful of artists that push into they weren't successful until you know their 30s 40s yeah. I mean, it happens, but um, I know it's really it's those stories are things that like I always cling to to be like, you got this, like, keep going. Like Gal Gadot was about to quit acting and then she was cast <laughs> as Wonder Woman. Like, you right. know, it, it's nice to hear those stories. They're comforting. Totally. Totally. So well, I'm, I'm curious to know at eight, seven, eight years old, you're writing these songs. Like, when does it progress? You said you were in a band. Like, was that much later? And were you playing, aside from playing these songs in front of your parents' friends, like, when did you start Yeah, we would play at the Lemonade Stand. Um, That was the first thing we would do. I was like, we'll make so much more money than the kids across the street if we have original songs. (laughs) 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 So that's how that started. Um, And, like, we would have, like, the parents, like, pay us to play at the birthday parties next. This was, like, third grade. And then, um, wow. So you had a whole band in third grade. <laughs> yeah, it was, um, this is kind of fucked up. It was, I entered a band that was pre-existing. They were called double decker. It was me. And then this guy, Lars, who played buckets. Um, we didn't have drums. And then Maddie, we would write the songs together and we both played guitar and sang. Um, I joined double decker. We became triple decker and then we fired Lars and became double decker again, which, <laughs> <laughs> So you fired the so, drummer or the, the, was, or the yeah, we were all neighbors there. too. We, okay. we did. Uh, anyway, he actually ended up then playing in my band in high school. Like years later, he actually did become my real life drummer. He became a drummer. Um, but yeah, that was a very dramatic, we were like, it was, it was incredibly dramatic, but um, yeah, I, then I went to a school that was pretty experimental. Um, I, you know, I, I, um, and very unstructured. It was founded by Bill Gates. Um, there's no classes, no tests, like very, very experimental. I went there on purpose so that I could like really craft out um, everything I would need, like all the tools I would need to then just like move to LA right after high school. So um, yeah, I would like intern with Berkeley kids and I was just like, teach me your things. And like, then I don't have to go to college. Um, but yeah, so in that, I was like one of my things for English class, I'll like create a band, like super unstructured. You could do whatever you want. Um, <laughs> yeah, like, what so, is this I'm yeah, surprised Bill it's, Gates organized this. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was all focused around entrepreneurship was like the, the oh. class that you could have was entrepreneurship at one of it, they're called big picture learning schools. One of the girls who went there ended up winning because they offer you business competitions and you can like pitch. I pitched being a singer. Like, obviously I didn't get any money, but um, <laughs> one of the girls ended up creating cake pops for Starbucks. So no it's really, way. yeah, it's insane. Like I think wow. there should be a lot more schools that like, you know, yeah, help. That is kids. rad. It's like shark tank. 
Yeah, I mean, it literally, it literally, I went to school at Shark Tank. But um, yeah, I, I went to when I was there, I, I was like, where are the best musicians? And I like sat in on all the prep school jazz auditions. And I was like, I want you to be my drummer and you to be my bassist. So I like put together a little band. It was like all it was like, we just went by Emmeline, like it was just my music that I wrote. And then like, I would teach them the songs and yeah, we would cover lots of um, like um, Arctic Monkeys and like oh, cool. that that type of music. So that was sort of like that realm for me. Um, very like alternative, almost like alternative rock for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then I guess it turned more pop. And when I moved here, I just got in with as many people as I could and also wrote for other artists. And yeah, just wanted to get as good as possible. So when you graduated high school, right away, you just knew you were coming to LA? Uh, yes and no. I actually had deferred to college to be a director and oh, really? artist and musician. Yeah, I was going to like major in directing and music and also acting, um, which is something that I have done my whole life. Um, when I moved here, music became like so clearly my priority. Um, but yeah, I, I knew I wasn't going to go, <laughs> but I was cast in a film, which is what originally like took me to be physically in LA. And then I moved into, um, an artist house. I was living with 30 people in a house. Um, 30? Which is, yeah. And like three zero essentially a closet. I was living with six girls. We had bunk beds. It sounds like a it, commune. It, it essentially was, it was like four <laughs> bunk beds. All the bunk beds touched each other. That's how small the room was. Um, and I didn't, yeah, I just moved there from Rhode Island, like at 18, like, <laughs> so you, moved, not, you got, you I got this. For eight months, eight months. Oh like, Wait, so like you 40 year old men. Like I was like, I didn't know. I can't believe I did that. Well, but. okay. Real quick. So I met, I met some of my best friends there though. That's cool. That that's I, and this is just what like a house in the Hollywood Hills or something or like, where's this house? Yeah. They have a few houses around. Um, but I, yeah, I think they just like rent it for cheaper to people who don't want to pay. Like it was like six, it was like $700, I think, which is so a lot for That's living a lot with that to live a with lot, 30 yeah. people. Yeah. But I was Jeez. like, is it this or is it like, I was like, I don't know anyone here. Like, I don't, I'm not going to school. So I was supposed to live there for like a month before going to college. And then the college had a rule that you couldn't like, do outside projects and i was like what's the point of living in la like i want to be working on music and you know trying to book roles so i just like kept deferring and then i accidentally lived there for eight months and (laughs) whoops yeah (laughs) and now i live alone and will never live with anyone ever again but (laughs) (laughs) so you got you you scored this role in a film is that and that's what took you to la is that you said and you got this yeah. Well, when you that's were in Rhode Island here. and then it brought you to LA. Yeah. I mean, I'm primarily like a theater actress. Um, okay. I dabbled in film and then it was like very clear that um, music was my purpose. Okay. But um, okay. that is what physically brought me here for sure. So when you get to Los like, Angeles. I'm, I'm not going back to Rhode Island. We're <laughs> <laughs> going to college. So. Okay. Yeah. Well, well when you get to LA and you, and how do you cut your teeth in music there? I mean, obviously it's a huge city. There's a lot going on. Like, do you start networking with people? Like, how do you even get involved? 
Yeah. Well, so when I was at the alternative school, I made this like a part of my learning. We, it, it was called like a learning plan. Um, and I like networked with a bunch of, I mean, I like, I would just scour the internet. I essentially would like look for talent. And like, I, I actually like found Phineas like and Billy like before they blew up. And like, wow. I found like, you know, there was a lot of like people who ended up blowing up that I was like, you're really cool, dude. Like we should talk, like we should work. Uh-huh. Um, so I just like, you know, got really good at finding people online. And then I, you know, moved here and I, like built my relationship with those people. So now when everything is happening for me, it's really cool that I have all these connections. Um, but, you know, I've been like doing that since I was like in high school. Like I've been wow. um, honing that and creating all these Google Docs. And so when I moved, when I moved here, I just DM'd people on Instagram. I was like, hey, I'm coming. Like, want to go for a meeting? Like, want to write? And like, I definitely ended up encountering some like insane people, like just going into random strangers, like home studios, like, like with no, like I, 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 I had a, a taser and a pepper spray and I would just like Came prepared. <laughs> keep it in my bag, you know? Um, so <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I, I'm, I would imagine you didn't have to use it. I would hope. No, I never did. Um, That's good. but definitely, I mean, it's a scary world out there and there's a lot of fucked up shit that happens in this industry. So definitely oh, yeah. valid to have that. But, um, I totally agree with you. <laughs> yeah. Luckily, I mean, yeah, I've had people be like, can you tase me? And I was like, I don't know if I want to, but, um, <laughs> can you tase luckily me? I've never had to use it, um, to like ward off anyone, but, um, <laughs> just people that voluntarily asked to be tased. <laughs> yeah. Which I kind of like, I don't know. Maybe it would have been fun, but it's okay. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to accidentally kill anyone. So right, right. I was gonna say it's probably not worth the risk. Yeah, probably um, not. Not the vibe. So you started putting songs out under Emmeline. What last year, twenty twenty? Yeah. Um, it was a lot of like building my sound that I mm-hmm. wanted to, you know, really make sure it was perfect before releasing anything. Um. But yeah, I actually like, I think I had to go through a lot of like personal growth to really land on the sound. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it blew my mind how much, I mean, it, it sounds like that makes sense, but like they're so connected. Um, but yeah, I started in 2020 um, and I made um, the two singles that are on my Spotify are Six Foot Deep and Animal. I made those with my friend Oscar Neidhart. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, we just would make music all the time in his backyard. Um, and, but yeah, I have like a vault of hundreds of songs. I was just I'd like, imagine. yeah, yeah. Now it's like go time, you know, I've been waiting for it to be go time for years. So very exciting. So when, like, did those songs come out of, of the pandemic or were those songs you had written prior? Talk to me about where you were. Yeah, those happened. songs actually are like a few years old at this point. Um, okay. I think, yeah, definitely like maybe 2019 I wrote those 2018 um Mm -hmm. so I've been working with with my friend Oscar for a while but um yeah the new songs like it is crazy flowers and sex blew up in the middle of me writing it this is how I learned to say no I posted that the two days after writing it um so all of this is like live like it is just happening we're writing it flowers and sex came like you had it started blowing up before the song was even 
finish? No, we didn't have a second verse. Like I <laughs> oh, wait, <what>? tell me about this. <laughs> I, this is crazy. So originally we started the track like three years ago or yeah, three or four years ago, maybe like 2018. We had the session. Um, we made um, the track for it and I was always obsessed with that drop like that drop mm-hmm. it's my it's my vocals chopped and um we we had such a fun day we were like running around my friend's yard in the valley we actually chopped down a tree with an axe and all of this percussion in that is like you know live recorded off of a zoom handheld mic like we literally were like ch- like chopping a tree all the percussion in the drop is us chopping a tree but really um, yeah so weird but that's rad iconic right that's um, so rad yeah, and so I had a completely different top line over that that I had written originally, and I was just going through my songs, and I was like, this song is really special. Like, I want to revisit it. So I set up a, another session to work on it, and I brought my friend Rez, who I've been working with him for years. Um, we have a bunch of um, really um, songs I'm so excited about that I'm going to be releasing soon. But um, yeah, we just came in. It was his birthday, so I had bought him flowers. I pulled on the side of the road, like this guy had flowers. I was like, can I buy these? And so I brought the flowers to the session. We maybe are perverted, but uh, the, the flowers somewhat looked like a penis. So it was like, okay. there were like two balls on the side and then it was like a really <laughs> long stick. Um, and he actually framed, He, I have them framed in my, in a little glass thing in my room. Um, you framed acrylic. the flowers that look like that? Yeah, he, he framed the, the flower for me. And then we showed them to everyone. We were like, doesn't it look like a dick? And everybody was like, this <laughs> literally doesn't look like a dick at all, but whatever. <laughs> we made an iconic song out of it, so it's fine. But um, yeah, I mean, I think I, like, literally, we were, I was just like, oh, like, I just want flowers and sex. And then, like, we were all just kind of like, that's kind of a dope, like, phrase. So that's how the song came about. Um, and, I, and it was because of, I had bought the flowers and that's why flowers were on our minds. Okay. And then how does it, <laughs> and then, oh yeah. And then and I pressed record get, yeah. and I was jamming out on the ride home. I checked my phone. I had like a hundred thousand notifications and I was like, what, Did it, what's like, happening? Like all or, these yeah. famous people commented, like, I was like, what the fuck? Okay, let's go. Let's, I, I actually was like, I need to turn around. I need to turn around on the freeway. Guys, I need to go back to the valley. We have to write the second verse. <laughs> wow. We, okay. we didn't Did even have a track. Like, actually, the vocals in there were like, we were in the middle of writing it. I like tracked those on the mic. We ended like those vocals. I wasn't even like thinking that I was like, oh, we'll re-record this. It's fine. But I was like, we don't have a time. Like, they sound good. Like, so it was like crazy. It was all happening very live. Wow. Okay. So did you have like a pretty big following on, on TikTok or something prior to that? Or just, no, how did, in a day happened? I got, in a day I got 200,000 followers in one day. <laughs> I, I just kept sobbing. Like I would like check my phone and be like, I have another hundred thousand and Steve Aoki commented. <laughs> wow. Like sobbing. Yeah. I it can't even, ima- I would imagine that's gotta be something close to like winning the lottery. Just like, you can't yeah, I mean, it is. Fathom it literally it, right? statistically, like, I think is. Like, I was actually with my friend last night, and she was like, Emeline, I think you won TikTok. Like, you, like, really? Seriously? Dream. Like, this is what, like, this is, you know, everything that I could have dreamed of when I'm like, you know, I should get on TikTok. Like, you think about this being a possible outcome. Uh-huh. And then when I was living the outcome, and I was like, no, 
fucking way. Like, I think, oh, I had just hit 10,000 followers. And now I just hit yesterday, I had 500,000. So oh, I'm. Wow. Congratulations. Yeah. So it's Huge. still like, you know, and then this is how I learned to say no. I didn't imagine that song coming out, actually. I really, it was a very therapeutic song for me to write. And, uh-huh. um, and then I, I, there was a video that went viral of me playing it for my dad, um, which was somewhat staged as well. Um, okay. But um, that's, that's the video that went viral. Um, but yeah, he was just like, he was emotional. He was very proud of me listening to it. He was like emotional about it. And I think, you know, the, the lyrics under it, people, people were like, there were so many different layers of like what it meant. Cause like I was speaking about my personal life in the song um, uh-huh. and my family life. And um, yeah, so there was like, there was a lot of like layers to that TikTok going viral, but um, I was so excited that I got another one after the first one. I was going to say, like, that's like a one hit wonder. Right. Easy, yeah. Easily. But then I was like, wow, that is big dick energy to you know back to back (laughs) that really is i mean think about it so you get you have do you know where the fire began with with flowers and sex like who was the do you know the first person was to kind of like push it up and i I would imagine it made in what the for you page and then people are seeing it and then it's gradually that Phineas had commented because I know he has me in his contact. So I'm assuming that it like came on his thing and he was like, Oh my God, like cool song. Oh. But probably that pushed it. Although he oh. didn't even comment on the viral one. So huh. I'm not sure. And I also think like hashtags, I was very like strategic about, I had made a, co- a, a caption that was like, take 800 trying to make my song go viral so there was a bit of like a competition element um i think like everything matters the way you the where you placed your your lyrics so that people keep watching i had put a little thing in there on tiktok like wait for the drop you know like there were so many things that i had thought about but i was like you know i hit upload and it was a shitty video like i'm jumping around in my overalls my broken glasses like (laughs) i i wasn't thinking that this was like if i had known maybe i would have like you know put on like a little like i don't know but also i think what was what killed it about that tiktok is that it was like so clearly just so genuine like i'm jumping around in overalls talking about being sexually liberated like that is my brand to a t so i was gonna say um, if you if it was too polished it might not have gone yeah if i was like there in a push-up bra like i mean it wouldn't have i mean depending on my mood but right but i mean it would have felt like you're trying like if i had a ring light sometimes it's like better to just like be where you are in your element because people are like that's a dope girl making music in someone's house which is exactly what was happening so Mm -hmm. yeah yeah no i completely agree and and uh, i would imagine that you are probably like once that's happening it's like how do i follow this up was that ever Um, was that like a a little bit um yeah there's definitely like something i think that a lot of songwriters fall into where it's like oh we got to keep writing about sex now because that's what worked or like right you know i feel very grateful that like this is how i learned to say no is has such a different angle at it which i think like really showed like sort of more layers to me um and i'm really grateful that i wasn't like let me stay too deeply in this pocket like i think sonically that's important um Mm -hmm. to create like real artistry but like I'm so glad I didn't get stuck in that. And then, you know, the other one had such a different type of journey. Um, and I'm just luck. I feel a little bit lucky. And also like, I feel like it's, you know, a lot of preparation, oh, a lot yeah. of hard work. Yeah. I, yeah. 
I would, it's not very much luck. I mean, maybe yeah. to get the the quick viral, you know, 200,000 followers yeah. real quick. I mean, but it, it again, if you didn't <laughs> have the quick, songs, you know. <laughs> well, you said it happened like overnight, right? Crazy. <laughs> like 200,000. It was I mean, crazy. That, that's real quick. <laughs> I know it is so quick. <laughs> But if you, yeah, I mean, if you, the song wasn't good, people wouldn't go over to your Spotify and listen to it, you know, 11 million times, right? Yeah. And then like, you know, I feel very lucky that it transcended to Spotify because sometimes things live in just TikTok world. Sometimes mm -hmm. they live in different. Um, so, it, you know, but it's crazy how much TikTok is running the charts on Spotify. I, I will never forget when that song was blowing up. I did not sleep the entire night. I was just like refreshing, like pulling my notification page down, being like, what else is happening? Um, yeah, it's got to be like, like aside from winning the lottery, it's got to be like a slot machine, too. It's like, OK, now what is God, the serotonin. I was like, <laughs> if, if people knew how to like put that like that was like I felt like I was like on a drug. Like it, I was like this re refreshing my phone like. It literally is serotonin that you're like experiencing, but like, um, it was insane. <laughs> wow. You said, you said, uh, this is how I, uh, this is how I learned to say no is a therapeutic moment writing that song. Do you want to talk to, about that at all? Yeah. Um, I just kind of like had decided, I mean, I was going through the moment of going viral and I think like it was like a new phase in my life mm -hmm. and I had to like really evaluate it and consider who, I wanted like energy wise around me during such a like pivotal moment who I needed on my team, who, you know, who like, and I, I just decided like I was done like putting up with like, you know, negative people. And I, I had like, I decided to like cut someone out of my life. I decided to like confront people who had hurt me. It was like this kind of like breaking point for me. It was like, I was like, you know what? I'm deserving what I'm going, what I'm getting right now. And I don't want to put up with shit while I enter this new era and this, like this new career. And, um, so I had like, I had set like a million boundaries. Like I had to fire someone. I, you know, told off my ex, like it was like this list of things. And I, you know, I had like I literally like there's lyrics about um, my family and like empowering my mom to like make the right decision for her. Like my parents got divorced. It was like it really was like an accumulation of everything in the middle of this viral moment. And so the the, the verse is sort of like a list of this thing and this thing and this thing. And then it like, you know, um, it's all about doing things for yourself and like loving yourself enough to do so. Um, and there were all these like it was just a tornado of boundary setting that I had to do and I had to be very strong and I think this song really encapsulates that strength that like is not easy to do um I originally wrote the song in past tense and then I accidentally uploaded it to TikTok in present tense and then I decided to change all the lyrics to be present tense because I was like it's a forever learning process and I wanted I wanted it was more important for me to give that to my fans because everyone who was experiencing it um, I feel like I added a new layer for them to be encouraged to learn um, and like putting it in past tense sort of boxed it into more of a storybook experience, which was my original idea of the song. But um, it was it was cool. It was really cool to see like every day I get DMs about women um, divorcing their toxic husbands because of this song wow. and they're, they're learning to do it. And standing up for themselves and you know and and there's so many things that it applies to like drugs and and like you know 
body issues and um and like there's just so much to that people struggle to say no to i think especially when people are in inherently um empaths or kind sometimes um it's hard for those type of really good-hearted people to set boundaries so you know having the two coexist is such a powerful thing and um it's just like i feel like it's been so clear that my mission in life is to help heal these people and like music is my medium to do so um i've created some relationships with some of the fans and and like they'll dm me and be like i told henry to fuck off today like <laughs> and i'm like yes bitch she's like i've this one this one woman she's like i flipped him off with my stiletto nails like <laughs> I yeah so I have these like I really really like seeing the impact is incredibly emotional because obviously I'm writing about these specific things that are my experience and then being able to give that to all these other people and then being able to receive that energy back and then be inspired by that is like a whole new layer and there's just all these layers to the song that like I like this the meaning to me has evolved since releasing it and receiving all this like energy back mm -hmm. yeah it, it's amazing it's, it must be amazing to see something that i mean like that like something you work so hard at and it's something that meant so personal something that meant so much to you and putting it out and seeing the reaction of everybody else and them feeding off of it and then almost returning it to you saying oh my gosh then i did yeah. this i flicked them off i did that and you're like wow yeah, and i mean they empowered me because of their comments encouraging me and after flowers and sex and seeing everybody say thank you and like seeing everybody and and then i after everybody was like i cut this person off because of your song i was like you know what i'm gonna do the same thing and then like that encouraged me to make actual personal life changes so it is really like when i say like i love my fans like it is they have completely changed my life like not only my career but like set me up to to love myself i guess i love that that's so amazing and i and the success you've had is incredible obviously you've been working at this a long time so it's not like it was just some fluke thing that happened and i mean to follow it follow up a viral video with another one is you know, in itself <laughs> i can't believe crazy. it <laughs> yeah i was like we gotta get another one i was like telling my managers like <laughs> You know what would be cooler than one viral video, you guys? Two viral videos. <laughs> but totally. they didn't even they didn't know about that song when I uploaded it. They didn't even see it in the group chat. They were they texted me after that. They were like, "What song is this?" Oh, which one? Like, the uh, this is this is how we learned to say no. Really? They were like, "What is this song that is blowing up right now?" And I was like, "Oh." Uh, I wrote it the other day. I forgot to send it to you guys. Sorry. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> like, hey, well, let's release well it though. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you should That's probably cool. throw up a pre-save link. Uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think it was like we had like I forget. Maybe it was like was it eight thousand pre-saves? It was like crazy. It was insane. Like all because of TikTok. Wow. Wow. And I would imagine you have a lot more music ready to come out. Yeah. Um. I am doing a few more singles. I don't have a date for the next one, but I um, have a title. It's called Fixer Upper. And um, that one is gonna be next. I'll, I'll do a few more singles and then I'm gonna release an EP and body of work situation and music videos. I'm having one come out for the next single and also for This Is How I Learned To Say No. I'm gonna do a video. Awesome. Yeah. That yeah. is amazing. What about playing live? Do you have any, uh 
show is coming up? Are you excited to to share this in a live setting? Yeah. Oh my God. I'm so excited for shows. I have nothing planned. Um, I'm like sort of in the process of, I want to pick something really special and intimate to do in LA and um, um, start there. And then, um, yeah. And then but Rhode like, Island? I love, oh yeah, we got to get, we got to hit, you got to hit like the dream hometown venues too. Like of course. the full circle. Very cool. Well, Emily, thank you so much for talking with me today. I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, that was fun. I have one more question. Yeah. Do you have any advice for aspiring artists? I think I alluded to this earlier, but be patient. It is the most important thing. It can just be a matter of time. Like, believe in yourself enough to give you yourself um, space and time to develop. Like, success does not happen overnight. Um, yeah. And, and work with people who are nice to you. I love it. And that you fuck with because the energy will manifest into the music. <laughs>